Hello, hello, and welcome to another conversation of I am conversations with I am Lacey P. Now listen, my audience, I'm a little under the weather of these good allergies. You know, in Texas, we've been playing double dutch with the weather, but whatever the Lord will, that's what we going that's what we gonna do. Today, we have the wonderful, wonderful privilege of talking to Serena Harris. She is my best buddy from college, and we go way back. <laughs> so with it being Women's History Month, and today being International Women's Day on this great day of this recording of March 8th, 2023, uh, we want to say hello to Serena and give her a round of applause. All righty. Hi, Serena. How are you? Lacey, Lacey, Lacey. What's going on, girl? You know, getting into all this great stuff about being black, being a woman, and doing it all. It was beautiful. Yes, yes. <laughs> so my first question for you, how do you start your day? Oh, Lacey, that's that's pretty much easy. Like, that's an easy hit for me. So I'm a very cool, calm, and collective person. Um, I try to start my day off as peaceful, and the first thing I do is get up and I, I pray. Um, I'm just really big on if you don't have that peace and if you start your day off hectic, it's going to continue to be hectic. So in the morning time, believe it or not, as much as I love to talk, as much as I'm a people person, I'm very quiet because I'm in thought. I'm I'm trying to pull it together to see how I'm going to make a successful day. I like that. You're methodical. Very good. Uh, I know that's right, baby, because the time my eyes open and my feet hit the floor, I say, thank you, Lord. And there we go. That's all you can do. Okay. Do you know your purpose? It took me a while to find it, Lacey, but I, I do know my purpose. Uh, my purpose is to, to help others. One thing that I am passionate about is definitely helping others. I, I especially women we have so many things that's against women and it's just it's much tougher to be a woman we don't like all women are are not are not here for the culture you know so one of the things that I love to do is just helping other people I love helping lifting people up one reason why I got into real estate is that's why you know the the smiles on the family faces and the kids and doing something you didn't think you could do, but now you got the direction, now you got a vision. So it's it's all very possible. But my purpose is to help others. And I truly believe that's why God put me here. Um, it hasn't been easy. And it took me a while to kind of figure out what my purpose was because it seemed at one point, Lacey, like everything that I would do, Bless it was me. like some, some issues going on. So it was like, man, is this the right thing? It just didn't feel right. Right. But when I actually started praying for what my purpose is, looking for what my purpose was, instead of just living, I found it. Amen. Amen. You said something earlier at the beginning of answering this question. Uh, not everybody's for the culture. Can you go a little more in depth with that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, when I say everybody is not for the culture, meaning that everybody is not doing their part to make us better. 
for progression. So some people just stay in their own lanes and they just live their life day to day, not understanding that it's okay to tell another woman she's beautiful. It's okay not to hate on another woman. It's okay to be friendly. It's okay to, to know how to love a, a friend, you know? It's okay, okay to influence somebody. Um, a lot of people just, you know, they stay in their own lane. They're not really activists for, for progression. Boy, yeah. I know that's right. I love, love that. It's all right. Everybody needs their crown fixed every once in a while. Everybody needs some wisdom. Everybody that head that uh that head is down, it will look up one day. And everybody who's looking up may have the head may be hung down one day. You're no different, but stay centered. Absolutely. Stay yeah. humble. What scares you? What scares me? Oh, Lacey, that is a good question. I you know, I don't think I, I really have a, a fear. I think what I can tell you what I used to be scared of. Okay. And that was failure. Why? Because I never wanted to fail, Lacey. Um, I always wanted to be something successful. I always wanted to move in a positive light. And to me, before I started really embracing what failure is, and started noticing that this was something that I was creating myself. Not that nobody was putting it in front of me. It was that I was creating this barrier of, oh, my God, I can't do this. Oh, my God. It was a barrier of negativity. That's what it was. Once I got over that barrier, I don't really have nothing that I'm scared of. That's awesome. Now, you spoke about success. What does success look like for you? Because everyone has a meter of success and everybody's scale is different so what's your measurement absolutely that's a great question <laughs> honestly Lacey uh, my measurement of success is if I can get up and if I can bless one person a day if I can help somebody get through something or make somebody feel better about themselves then I'm good if I can do something that further pushes me close to what my goals are and keep me on track with helping people in real estate, helping families in real estate, you know, just teaching, teaching what wealth is because real estate is wealth. So if I could just help one other person other than myself, I'm good. I love that. I love that. Uh, you talked about, you know, staying focused on your goals and stuff. Do you have a vision board? <laughs> Lacey, I can't tell you how many vision boards I got. I got a, a, a couple of them. And it okay. depends on which one you want to know about that I got a whole story about. Well, girl, we want to hear both of them, girl. <laughs> tell us the first. <laughs> so I have a vision board that is strictly for, for goals, right? Uh -huh. And then I have another vision board where this is where I want to start living at. So, Lacey, you've been knowing me for a long time. I have, so, folks. I have. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I've always taken care of my mom who has congestive heart failure and breast cancer survivor. So, it stopped me from doing a lot of things that I always wanted to do. So, once we went through her major heart procedure, uh, which was a year and a half ago. I'm sorry. Nope. Yeah, a year ago. Coming up on a year this year. Oh, once wow. Once we... Once we went through that procedure, Lacey, 
I promised myself if God just let her let her see another day and get her through this procedure, I was going to start living a little bit. And that meant traveling. That mean meditation. Yes. That mean, look, not caring what somebody else thought about me because I wanted to do something. If I wanted a salad and some french fries at the same time, it's all right. Show this girl. It's all right. Them fries hit better when you riding in the car on your way home to eat that salad anyway. So, okay, Bob. Okay, yes. <laughs> so when I started realizing, Lacey, that, you know, one vision board is strictly goals, okay? So one vision board, it's my breakdown. It's what I need to do. It's for how many conversations I need to be having. It's if you don't do this, you're going to stay here. But if you continue to do these measures, then you will get here. Yeah. That's one vision board. Now, well, my other vision before, board. Before you get to your second vision board, like, what is some things? Like, you trying to go, because you trying to travel more. You trying to get that passport. You trying to be at Fiji one week. You trying to be in Nigeria the next week. I mean, we going from <laughs> Nigeria to Amsterdam to France. Where we going? <laughs> uh, we, we trying to hit a couple places. It's so much to the world. Believe it or not, I've never been out the United States. And so I'm so Americanized. It's like, man, I just got to be more than this over here. So let's talk about it. Cause I know I'm definitely trying to get that passport. I yes. got to go. Yes, you got to, we got to get out and see the world. And you know, coming from where we come from, you know, small towns, everybody yeah. know everybody, you know, it ain't really that many occupations to do. So everybody try their best to get out, you know. So that was one of my things. I got out. I came yeah. right over here to Texas from Louisiana. And uh She from the boot, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, it's just um my other my other vision board. That's my that's I call that my turn up board. It's not really a vision, it's oh, you gonna make this happen, sis. It's look love it. <laughs> it's a it's a planning board. That's what I call it. I it's just it. a matter of when it's going to happen. And that's all the places that I, I want to go and want to travel and want to see. Um, just learning about different cultures, different ways of life, just kind of, of embracing, you know, some heritage. It's, that's that's my, my number one thing. I think that is absolutely amazing. I really, really do. Um, what is something that's very, very sacred to you? Is it your time? Is it your space or both? It's both, Lacey. It's both. You got to, you know, you go through a lot on a daily basis. As women, we go through a lot on a daily basis. That's bearing children, taking care of family, keeping the house in order, working. You know, <laughs> that's not dealing with if, you know, if you got a little drama on the side in there, and, you know, that you ain't oh, really want that at your door. You know, but it's there. You know, right. so we have a lot that we honestly deal with. So you need your space and you need your space to, to get yourself together. At least that's what I use mine for. It's times where I'm looking like, look, I don't want to talk to nobody. I don't want to be bothered with nobody. Just let me get me together. And if that looks like a, a spa day, right? that's where I'm going. To the spa. I'm going to let somebody rub on these cheeks, Lacey. I don't, don't judge me. But... uh <laughs> <laughs> we we going to a spa day. If that's me just going to sit by some some water and just listen to the water run just to gather your thoughts because right. you know, you got to be the center of your own peace. Yeah. 
you know, and if you ain't got that balance, if you don't know how to control you, things can kind of spiral real quick. And time, oh, my time is precious. Time Amen. is money and money is time. Yes. And it took me a long time to realize that. But when you start realizing that we only got one life to live and tomorrow's not promised. So you got to make the best out of your time and enjoy your life to its fullest. Amen. Life is short. Death is sure. None of us know how long we're going to be here. But Lord, we are praying. At least this is my prayer, Lord. That you <laughs> please bless us with a long life, with great family, beautiful friends, and a right mind. Amen. Don't forget the Meganese. Oh no, but listen, listen. You know, this, <laughs> I can't say what I want to say because the children listen to this podcast. This got to be a separate <laughs> conversation. Amen. Because you know, I want me a tall, chocolate black man so I can climb him like a tree. Do you hear me? <laughs> I hear you. Amen. That mountain girl. Yeah, girl, okay. I need a good Amazon man. You know, <laughs> yes. I'm just saying. It got that blessing. Do you hear me? Cause I just I'm just saying. I need that. I need my husband. Girl, I know y'all was like, oh my God, what had happened? But I promise y'all it wasn't my fault. My uh dear friend, she be busy and stuff, and she had turned her phone and had disconnected us. But we back though. So we I, back. We live. Okay. Our audience, I need y'all to take part one. And then right after this, take uh take the part two or uh, part one uh A and part one B, because we're gonna do a part two of this interview. But back to where we was, you know, I need a tall chocolate black man, honey, that's blessed and very favored. Now, as we were <laughs> as I was saying though, you know, what what continues to drive you outside of, you know, wanting to help your mom and get you all to a better place and fix it. Uh, another lady's crown. Is there anything else that just drives you? You know, because some people are very driven and some people are just don't have no drive. Bless their hearts. You know, you got to have drive, Lacey. If you don't, like, you got to have that ump to make you get up and want to go get it. You know, um, if you if you really want to know what my drive is, it's for me to, to sit stagnant. I, I never want to just sit stagnant in my life. I want to keep progressing. I want to keep moving. And yeah. I know in order for me to do that, guess what? I got to get up and go get it. It ain't going to fall in my lap. Um, I've never been that fortunate, although I wish some things would have fell in my lap. But, you know, I've never been that fortunate. So I got to get up and I got to go get it. You got to have that hustler's mentality. But you got to understand when you have a hustler's mentality, it's okay to be hungry, but it's not okay to be greedy. Girl, you better make that a t-shirt. Do you hear me? It's okay. okay. But it's not okay to be greedy. Yeah, hey, you got you got the trademark that failed. Like that's a good one. You you better know it. Okay. <laughs> um my next question is with all the drive that you have, how do you block the enemy and his gumps, right? Because you know, whether in the church or out. You have people that that hate that you're so ambitious. Like they, you know, there's this thing where if you are struggling, struggling and struggling and trudging through the waters and 
you know, out here by the Holy Spirit, you know, slaying through your enemies and stuff and slaying, and slaying through everything that the devil tried to put in front of you. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't get me wrong. You had your slips and stuff while, while you was down there in the valley. You might have pulled the wrong fruit every once in a while, mm-hmm. you know, but still and yet God helped you to make it through. So what's the thing that helps you to block the enemies and his gumps? Because they out there. You know what, Lacey? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't put a lot of thought into how to block the enemy and the gumps. I put more more thought into asking God to protect me. I know and- if I ask God to, to set forth my path on what I'm supposed to do. Yes. And guess what? You can try to knock me off that pivot all day, but you're going to have to try a little bit harder. You're going right. to have to do something that's a little bit more than that. Right. Uh, I don't really put a lot of energy into that. I put my energy more into doing good. And if I'm just doing the things that makes me happy. Yeah. That's enough to get me through whatever's bad coming. I love that. You know, if you, if you, to me, Lacey, if you sit there and you strategize on how you can prevent everything from happening, you blocking a lot of lessons. And God, maybe it may not be necessarily the enemy. It may be God telling you that, hey, that ain't the right thing for you to do. I'm, I'm going to make it a little troublesome for you so you'll move around. You know, Amen. you got to be able to see what the difference is. I, but honestly, you know, I ask for prayer and I try to live right by people. I try not to create hostile environments. I try not to create anybody, uh, you know, and do anybody wrong and, and make people want to hate me. Right. Uh, I just try to, I really just stay to myself in, in some parts of that. But really my, my main thing is, is asking God to protect me in whatever I'm doing. Amen. Because reaping and sowing is real. Because you can't sow some seed and then pray for crop failure. That ain't how that going. Not at all. You know, so I applaud you for that. Uh, how, well, hold on, excuse me. I'm, I'm a little under, under the weather, folks. Do you write down your wins? <laughs> Girl, I write down everything. I write down wins, losses. Girl, I got a win and loss sheet. Do you hear me? And sometimes them losses be out, out, going, out going with them wins. So I write down wins and I write down losses. And here's why. My wins is to celebrate in that moment because sometimes you can be so overwhelmed with your, your major goal that you forget to look at your little goals. Yeah, you forget to look at them little victories that's going to equal up to what you're trying to accomplish overall. So I write them down to say, Serena, look, <laughs> you did it. You know, you, you, you right. did it. like enjoy this moment. And then when it come down to them losses and them losses and man, let me tell you, those losses is the things that I strategize the most on. Right. Okay. Why did it go wrong? What did I do to make it go wrong? What could I have done to been better at that? And honestly, you know, I don't, I shouldn't really call it a loss. It's more like a, it's more like a lesson. You know, yeah. you get to the point to where you can't really take no, no losses. Everything becomes a lesson. I love that. Love that. Uh, what is you do to fight past your pre, pre what are some, excuse me, what are some preconceived notions that you have to fight past. <laughs> We're going to go back to that greedy comment I made just a minute ago. 
um, it's real easy to get complacent and it's real easy when you're an entrepreneur, um, it's easy for you to lose track and focus of what you're supposed to be doing, right? If you don't, if you don't keep that, that motivation, then it's easy for you to get sidetracked. If you don't keep things in order and if you don't have a, a for sure plan, but here's the thing, you can't have, your plan can't be so solid to where you, you, but you didn't put a, a rose in concrete. Come on now. You know, you gotta, you gotta know how to uh, take that rose out, out the concrete and put it in, in, in the soil where it needs to be so it can bloom into a bush and make more than one rose. So yeah. yeah. Bars. <laughs> so you know, to answer your question, um, I think I kind of focus on a little bit of everything. That's good. Eyes, your 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 head is always on the swivel. Always. I love that. How do you continue to do the work? You know, just continuing to build yourself up every day. As you continue to be like, even even on your worst day, what gets you out of bed when the devil try to keep you in there? Ooh, Lacey, that's a good one. Um, failure. Yeah. Failure. You know, because that's the one thing that I told you. I had I had a paralyzing fear of failure. Um, it was to the point to where I wouldn't even, we didn't even touch it if I think I was going to fail at it. And now it's like, okay, what am I scared of? You know, <laughs> if you don't want to end up where you, you're don't want to be and what you're scared of the most, then guess what? You got to get up and you got to go get it. You can't let that mentality when you, when you get to that point to where you yeah. just, don't got that that um to go. Yeah. You gotta take a self-care day. You gotta take care of your soul. You gotta take care of your mind. You gotta take care of your spirit. Because and, mental illness is real, people. It is very real. Is it is not a figment of thought and imagination. Mental illness is real. Amen. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, it's real. And and here's the thing about it. While we're talking about empowerment of women, you know, I don't want to just say what I do, but I will tell you this. I don't, I'm, I'm scared of depression. I'm scared of not being able to have that drive to go get it. I'm yeah. afraid of laziness because these are all things that can stop you from doing things that you have to do. You're right. So, um, you, you have to be able to conquer those things. You got to be able to take care of yourself. Some days you may not need to work. Right. Some days you may not need to work because your mind is not there. Your heart is not in it. You got something else that's bothering you. You got too much back noise, you know, or you may be at a stuck point to where no matter how much you push in, something is, is pulling you back to a place that you're trying to get away from. You know, mm -hmm. I don't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're no longer sweeping things under the rug. That's the no. No. Yeah, exactly. That's the one thing I can tell you. Um, I don't sweep nothing under the rug. And I'm also not ashamed enough to not go through. I, I'm an open book. I tell anybody that because you never know by telling your story who you can help. That's right. You know, so it's one of them things really to where 
I don't want to be those things that I, I hate, you know, those things that, that are constantly can bog people down. So yeah. I p- keep pushing, even when there's days, you know, if I get up and I say, man, I was supposed to do this, this, and this today. That's okay. That's all right. I didn't get that done. Let's go ahead and revise that plan to do it at another time. And you keep moving. Don't get stuck with, man, I didn't do this. So now I got to go back and do this. Now I got to add on top of this because you'll find yourself overwhelmed. So true. So very true. Well, how did you get into real estate? Like, what did you say? I'm going to be somebody's realtor and I'll be great at it. (laughs) Child, let me tell you. If you would have asked me three years ago, if I was going to be a realtor, I would have told you no. Uh Uh-uh. Absolutely not. I hate selling stuff, right? And so it was my father that pushed me into real estate. And I'm so glad and grateful that he did. And he had a vision for me that I didn't have for myself. Wow. And so let me tell you, Lacey, I love telling this story, right? Because my daddy, I had went to him and I said, dad, I'm tired of being fired from corporate America. I'm tired of having all these issues in corporate America. Every job I go to, I run into issues and I, you know, I'm tired every time, every time. And so I say, Dad, I want to be like you and my grandfather. I want to be like Chi-Chi and you. Chi-Chi is my grandfather, right? I love it. He say, what you mean you want to be like us? I say, I just want to flip houses, make money, and move on about my life. He said, go get your real estate license. I said, I don't want to be a realtor. I don't like selling nothing. And he said, no, go get your real estate license. Learn the game. And we're going to come back and have this conversation in five years. And I'm thinking in my head, five years? Who does that? Right. <laughs> and sure enough, I said, you know what? I'm going to take heed. Maybe he's right. And he told me, he said, if you learn the keys to real estate, and if you learn how it works, he said, you're going to need a real estate agent as an investor. You can be your own agents and find your own deal and you you don't have to depend on nobody else because you know how this thing goes. Yeah. <laughs> <You know>? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, uh, it was funny because I called my dad the other day. And so I'm the thug of the family. You know, I, I don't get emotional and stuff like that. And <laughs> so I tell my dad, I said, <laughs> I just want to say thank you for, for pushing me into doing real estate. And he said, uh-oh, what's wrong? <laughs> and I was like, nothing, nothing. I'm learning what I'm supposed to be learning. And I'm going to be real prepared for that five-year conversation. There you go. <laughs> That's how um, I got into real estate. I never had plans to come into real estate. What'd you say? I said, never. I never had plans to come into real estate, ever. Well, that's all right. The Lord had plans for you, girl. Yes, he did. I'm loving it. <laughs> um, what has been like your biggest reward being a realtor? Freedom. Come um, on. Come on, uh, Aretha Franklin and Blues Brothers talking about freedom. <laughs> it is. It's, it's the, the freedom that comes with it, right? You yeah. never know 
after working in, in corporate America for 15 years, I have, I have been working literally since I was 15 years old in corporate America in somebody's office. I never yeah. did fast food. And I was so conditioned in corporate America to the part to where uh, when I stepped out and became an entrepreneur, uh-huh. I'm going to tell you, honestly, Lacey, my first two years, I was like, what in the, what am I doing? <laughs> what am I? Oh, Lord, what am I doing? Because it was, it was, it was something, you know what I'm saying? So when I really started putting things in structure, that freedom came. And when yeah. I say freedom, I'm talking more financial freedom. Yeah. More time, more freedom. I yeah. can spend more time with my family. I can spend more time doing things that I enjoy, but you can't be too free because you still got to have discipline there. But knowing that if I don't feel good today, like like them allergies, can you relate to me? Girl, listen. I mean, they try to say, <laughs> oh, the- <laughs> yeah, knowing that I can stay at home, get myself well, and then not have to worry about being fired. Knowing if I wanted to begin a family or knowing if I wanted to do some personal decisions that's going to require my time elsewhere, that I could do that and not be fired. The security that came along with that freedom. Yeah. You'll never want to just live off a corporate America job. As a woman, you should have multiple streams of income. Amen. It's just not the men out here getting these seven and nine incomes. It's us women too. Hello, get girls. Hey. Absolutely, absolutely. You gotta have that. You gotta have that. That um. That balance. You gotta be able to to do it all. I love that. What are some things in real estate that you had to learn by yourself that no man was was willing to teach you? And another woman was scared to. Because, you know, that petty game be real serious in these streets. Oh, that's a good one. Lacey, I had to learn how to protect my heart. And when I say that, it's because I came in very green to a situation, right? I'm talking about my vision when I became a real estate agent, where I was going to be selling all these houses. I was going to be this, 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 and I was going to be that. And then I had to realize there was... uh, a good friend of mine told me everything in real estate costs money. And I was like, what? What does that mean? Huh, say a word. <laughs> then I realized what that actually meant. And he was talking, he wasn't just talking about houses. He's talking about mentorship. He's talking about people being greedy. He was talking about everything. And so what I realized is that everybody doesn't have the same heart as I have. So I came in the game very green, being a new realtor. You know, this is a new this is a new journey for me. And Amen. So I came in thinking that I could be cool and everybody was going to be my friend. When truth be told, I forgot about them greedy folk out there. Yes, child. So when them greedy folks started coming, you know, I started trying to handle greediness with logic and it wasn't working and it broke my heart a lot. It was a lot of times where I was like, I'm not here for this. I don't want this. This is not it for me. And then I had to think about it and and just sit there. And here we go with that win-loss sheet, right? Yeah. (laughs) Write write down them wins and his losses. 
trying to figure out, well, what did you do wrong in this process? When you realize that you didn't do nothing wrong in the process, then guess what? The problem ain't with you. You just got to learn how to be a little bit more protective. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I say this. Uh, Sometimes when you going through hell, it's not because you're innocent. And sometimes it's because people do not want to see you shine. People that and don't have enough confidence in themselves to help another person be successful. They will do everything they can to try to block you. They will do everything they can to try to discourage you and try to keep you below them. And the sad part about it is God gave you gifts that he didn't give them. And so you then uh don't you know be a let be a leg up, not somebody that's trying to keep them down and, and disconnect them, you know? And so I appreciate you sharing your, your story and being very honest uh, with, the, with the audience today. Absolutely. My, my next question is this. What's something that you want to learn? Girl, what I don't want to learn. Okay. That's the question. Honey, I'm always willing to learn something new. Um, knowledge is power. And that's been a saying that's been around for a long, long time. But until you start actually knowing some things and a little bit of everything, you start to realize how beautiful it is. You start to realize that it's always more than one way, as my mom would say, to skin a cat. And for the longest, I'd be like, who wants to skin a cat? (laughs) But but I get it. You know what I'm saying? I understand there's always more than one way to do things. And if you had that knowledge, girl, I always want to learn something new. Put me on. Now, if it's got something to do with some amphibians or something, leave me out of it. <laughs> However, if it's good, clean learning, <laughs> you know, if it ain't got nothing to do with no roaches or nothing, I'm there. Teach me. <laughs> I'm, I'm so, I'm so outdone. I know that's right. Um, my next question is, uh, once you get, you know, more experience in real estate, maybe mm-hmm. I think five to seven years down the road, uh, how you thought about getting a brokerage license? You know, I have thought about getting a brokerage license. Um, but, and here's the thing, right? Cause that, that's like typically what 90% of realtors do. Once you reach year five, uh-huh. You know, and, and some in some in year three, you know, but once you typically reach about that fifth year, you yeah. know, you tend to kind of lean away from the selling part and start focusing on on the producing part. Right. So one thing about me, Lacey, is my um, the brokerage that I'm with right now, EXP, um, they kind of really allow me to go ahead and still be building that pipeline before I get there. And I love it because it takes the liability off. You know, when you get, when you get that, that license to be a broker, it comes with a lot of other responsibilities. So Uh I, I do plan on getting my broker's license and I would love to have a female dominating broker, but I do understand we have to be versatile in business as well. But 
I won't be scared when I get there. I won't be deterred when I get there because my, my brokerage is kind of allowing me to build a team already right now. That's dope. I love it. See, I love this way of thinking that just because you have someone working for you, it doesn't mean that you can't allow them to build on, on the, the knowledge that they learn. Mm-hmm. And, and then spread that knowledge to their own soon-to-be other network partners. Mm-hmm. I think that is amazing. Shout out to EXP. I don't know where you're located, but we'll get to all that momentarily. <laughs> is there anything that you want to tell your younger self if you could? Oh, my younger self? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I I can tell you this. Now, this one's going to shake the basket up a little bit, right? Because the one thing as a woman, you always hear, get your education, get your education. I wouldn't have went to college. I would have told myself to go directly into getting a trade. Talk about it. Listen, (laughs) because paying student loan for the rest of your life is not what that is. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about the American dream that we were sold, right? Everybody want a house. Everybody want, you know, they want that gold job and all this stuff. But the way it's designed is that, oh, we were pushed into college. Oh, well, you can't really do this without if you don't have a college degree. Oh, you can't do journalism if you don't know how to really write, right? Indeed. If you got to have all these certain credentials in order to do things. I would have told myself, girl. Go ahead and be a real estate agent at the age of 18. Right. Go ahead and learn how to do a trade. Go ahead and learn how to do stuff because you can make just as much money and you can be just as successful in a trade. There's plenty plumbers out here. There's AC people out here. The aircraft mechanics, you know, it's all trade. In Texas. And baby, that HVAC, those HVAC people, Y'all are the real MVP, I promise to God. But because y'all know it get almost as, you know, like it gets to 120, 122 degrees just in Texas with a 100% humidity rate. Oh, God. So that's why I am not complaining about this good spring weather. And the, oh, well, okay, I'm complaining about these allergies because I feel suffocated, Jesus. <laughs> but, you know, you're right. You know, look at all these young kids that's behind our generation. You know, these 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 younger younger uh, people. I mean, my God, anybody. I'm talking about anybody that is born after 1993. I'm not hating on y'all. Just know, I'm talking about all the people born 94 and forward. Okay, we are ecstatic about you all's privileges that y'all have, you know, and uh, life uh, with social media and stuff, although there are some disadvantages to that, because some of our, most of our childhood is on a non-digital Polaroid. Social media didn't come out until we was in high school, and uh, the latter part of our high school years at that. So, anywho, I'm talking about y'all. Excuse me. Yeah, definitely never never get locked into that college box. That's what I would tell my, my college self, uh, my younger self. Never get locked into that college box because the thing about it is 
set your goals and do what you want to do. But the biggest mm-hmm. is make sure it makes you the lifestyle that you want. Amen. And that's that's what I would tell my younger self. I got a whole degree where I racked up $50,000 in student loans. I, I'm just going to put it out there. Yeah. And I, I've never used the degree. Man. Never have used the degree in no field that I've worked in. Talk about it. And here I am paying interest on top of these loans just because I thought I had to go have a degree to be successful. Baby, we have been duped. <laughs> and bamboozled. Okay, for sure. We just want to tell Serena Harris, thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, tell, now tell, tell the folks how they can reach you now. You know, let them know on your, all your social medias. Tell them how they can reach you. Absolutely. You can find me on, on Facebook um, under my name, Serena Harris and a realtor. I'm licensed in two states, so if you need any real estate leads in in the state of Louisiana or in Texas, I got a team all over Texas, and I got a team in Louisiana. So you could either call me, 469-733-7093, shoot me a text, jump in my inbox, get in them DMs, slide on in them DMs if you need me. Um, you can also follow me on Instagram at Miss Ray Realty, and that's spelled M-Z-A-R-E, Realty. So those are my ways that you can contact me. You heard of, you heard of people sliding her DM, give her a text, get in her messenger, comment on her Facebook, and follow her. Because this young lady is pretty dynamic. As you can see, she is going places. And she ain't let no grass grow under her feet. How dare she out there chopping hedges every day? That's it. You know? So be be polite, be professional, and be prompt. Again, we want to thank Serena Harris for joining us today on Conversations with I Am Lacey P. You know what I say at the end. If you're not going to be good, Please be careful, and whatever you do, please remain felony free. My name is, this is Conversations with I Am Lacey P. I am Lacey P. We appreciate you. Good night. Thank you.